0: Good morning, it is Tuesday, October 11th, and trending this hour, podcaster Joe Rogan. He'll be making a cameo in the new episode of Rick and Morty. Also trending, Tombstone Pizza. Redbook says they tried and ranked 17 of the best frozen pizzas, and the winner is the Tombstone Roadhouse Loaded Pizza. And finally trending, the Indianapolis Indians. A Native American association said that they're telling the minor league baseball team to keep the Indians name, which they have had since 1902. It is six minutes after 10. He's Rob Kendall. My name is Casey Daniels, and we're glad you're here. If you'd like to join us on YouTube, you can do that. Just type in Kendall and Casey, W-I-B-C, into the YouTube search bar. And Kevin, working so diligently, got us up and working properly this morning. We're labeled correctly today. We are, in fact, Kendall and Casey and not Hammer and Nigel, or or, or not even Tony Katz, who I saw yesterday. I said hi to him. It was nice to see him in the building. Wild when he shows up to work. Mm-hmm. The whole gang was together. And uh, we have to say thank you to our listeners because you posted something yesterday on Twitter, Rob, and it was the latest ratings of WIBC.
1: Yes, you can see them at Rob M. Kendall on Twitter, and they are absolutely phenomenal. Uh, and I, when we talk about how great the ratings are, we're talking about we are routinely either the second, third, or fourth most listened-to talk station in America by Mm -hmm. market share. Mm -hmm. And look, we know, Casey, that we are phenomenally talented. We don't need anybody to tell us that. This is really, and I post those as a way to applaud and say thank you to you, our audience. I mean, we had another gigantic jump in overall ratings. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're still the second most listened-to station in all of central Indiana, which for a talk radio station is absolutely unheard of, especially in a blue city, when you think about, almost 50% of the audience may not wanna listen to us because they don't like our politics. Mm -hmm. And so it is a phenomenal loyalty and block of people who listen to us every single day, even you people who listen because you hate my guts, I'm including you in this as well because you all count the same in my bonus check. We cannot say how much we appreciate you and again, I've, I've said this many times, this is, as someone who grew up listening to this radio station, you can make a compelling case. This is the golden era now of WIBC, which is really saying something given the 80 plus year history of this station. So thank you to everyone who listens every single day.
0: Somebody had asked the question, now, what if you listen on YouTube or the podcast? Does that count? And the answer is yes and no. <laughs> yes. So if you're <laughs> if you're listening to us on YouTube or on one of the streaming apps, uh, yes that that audio is ppm encoded which does count for our overall ratings except in the case if radio one is doing ad insertion and i don't know if they are or not
1: well so the point is for the most part yes the podcast i don't I don't know however you listen, we appreciate you Thank clearly you. however you're listening, <laughs> it's phenomenal and uh, look, yeah. I think you've seen in the and I think one of the reasons and we talk about this quite a bit, the reason the radio station is doing so much better now than even it was a couple years ago or or several years ago certainly is the independent voices you hear on this station. Every show and every group of hosts brings something different to the table. Our views and the way we go about them are markedly different than Tony, Mm -hmm. and the way Hammer and Nigel do their presentation is different than what we do, and so you get something different all throughout the day, and our I think our audience really appreciates that, and we try to give it back to you in kind.
0: Yeah, and we appreciate you listening so much, and uh, we're so grateful for it. So thank you for doing that. And uh, th- the other thing that I think is tangible is that we all like each other, and we're all going to be together,
1: except for cats. Nobody likes them. <laughs> we're all I'm kidding. Together,
0: kidding. together at WIBC night, which is coming up on Thursday, October 27th. I didn't see the latest ticket count, but I know that there's not so, as many remaining as there were a week ago.
1: It's under 50. Mm. Uh, there are just a few left. All the VIPs have have sold out, as we told you they would. Uh, they will eventually sell these tickets out. There's not very many remaining, as we said. So if you do want to go, don't wait. I am a waiter, so I know how this happens, where people go, oh, I'll just do it when I get home, and then you don't do it. If you're thinking about it now, if you want to do it, go ahead and do it, because mm-hmm. there are very few tickets left. We told you it would sell out. It will sell out. And so all you have to do is go to Ticketmaster.com. Just put W-I-B-C mm-hmm. in your little search bar there, and the ticket will come up. And it is a great night of fun where you can hang out with us on October
0: 27th. I'm going to be running on all cylinders le- that night. Kevin Lo- will be there. Lots of horsepower. We,
1: I will tell you this. We have incorporated Kevin mm-hmm. into our... 20 minutes or so we're going to be on stage so if you have ever wanted to see Kevin in person Mm -hmm. uh, and if you're a part of the VIP meet and greet I'm going to do my best to ensure that Kevin is down there with us so you could meet Kevin as well. If you have an Uno Gold shirt or merchandise that you'd like to have signed, Kevin's a very fabulous band, uno.gold on Instagram. That is correct. Yeah, we're actually um, close to 400 followers. You said you picked up dramatically after the announcement. Dramatically, oh yeah. And so if you would like Kevin to sign anything uh, from Uno Gold merch to your cleavage, Kevin will do it at a night at WIVC. Yep, just bring a Sharpie.
0: So if we have 20 minutes, that means that Rob will be speaking for 17, I'll be speaking for two, and then Kevin for one.
1: What, what um, in the world is oh, that? What know are you what? doing? It's,
0: I'm sorry. I'm about to. So yesterday we did a little behind the scenes stuff uh-huh. and, and shot some video and I'm about to post it to TikTok. <laughs> I know the audio just you popped just up. You just hijacked the you know, gold <laughs> so <cool. I'm> <laughs> Uno Gold problem. I'm sorry.
1: Uno.gold on Instagram, people. Follow them.
0: So Rob and I were, were shooting some stuff for a night with WIBC and I made a little TikTok about it and I'm going to post that at Casey Daniels 317 and I had to edit the part out oh, yeah. of me, me choking you. Yeah, why did you do
1: that? That's the best part.
0: Well, we we, we did that right after we were in our uh, inclusion meeting and mm-hmm. I figured that, that probably really wasn't appropriate. They just said, don't touch your, your coworkers yes. and then right after that you said, hey, choke me.
1: Yeah, we came up so, with about 50 that, different ways Casey and I could legally touch each other in this uh, promo that we did.
0: So I'm going to put that up on TikTok here in just a minute, Casey Daniels three one seven okay so let's talk about dr paul Offit. all right he is a doctor at the children's hospital of philadelphia and he is coming out against the booster he's yeah, saying D- do not do not get this yeah
1: he's on the fda board that approves vaccines and he voted against the booster shot and this is a great explanation of why take a listen
2: we really need much better data, I think, before we move forward on this. And I can only hope that it's coming because I feel very strongly about my no vote there. In fact, the only reason I voted no was because hell no was not a choice, and, and it just um, surprised me that we were willing to go forward with this with such scant evidence of benefit. I think that the phrase that I used was uncomfortably scant. So you just sort of felt like the fix was in a little bit here. Maybe that's not the right phrase, but it was something. Things that, that they wanted. And I felt like we were being led here with, a, with, with a, a critical lack of information.
0: So he said the boosters have been plunged at warp speed into people's arms without any kind of safety testing. And it was all because of time. We have to do this quickly. And now he's calling it a pandemic, And they're not really talking to him anymore when it comes to vaccines. And this is a guy who had the nickname Paul Offit for Profit because he was very pro-vaccine for many, many years. And now he's saying, well, wait a second here. I don't think we did a real clear testing on the booster. We did this mouse trial and it was just eight mice and we need further research from that. So now he's doing a complete 180 and is now Kind of anti vax.
1: Well, and again, it's the government doesn't even do things they do slowly well. Why would anyone anywhere assume that some sort of rushed anything would be done well by the government? And look, this is a guy that has seen the has seen intimate details on the information. He's on the board, he has made his views known, and you can do whatever you want to do with that information but he clearly has deep concerns about it
0: it is 15 minutes after 10 it's kennel and casey on 93 wibc and there's a new picture of hunter biden going around on the internet and it looks like he has what's called meth mouth oh and we've also got some audio of dear old dad saying how worried he is about his son but there's more to it than that and we'll get to it next from 93 wibc Good morning. It is 19 minutes after 10 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So Joe Biden knew okay, about Hunter's drug fueled meltdown at the time. His son bought a gun yeah. and then lied about it. He lied about being an addictive drug user and he swore on the purchase form that, you yeah, know, he didn't have a problem, right? But, uh, Apparently, the president knew he had a problem, and a voicemail has been released oh. of Joe Biden saying, get help. Yeah. You, you need help. So,
1: Should we play some of it? Yeah. All right. Take yeah. a listen. It's Dad. I to tell you I love you. I love you more than the whole world, pal.
0: Can I get some help? I don't know what to do. I know you don't either, <laughs> I'm here, no matter what you need. No matter what you need, I
1: love you. Okay, so that is very hard to hear, and as any parent who has ever gone through uh, having a child suffer in any form or fashion, but, you know, for this purpose of this conversation, addiction, they feel the pain that's in Joe Biden's voice, and I feel for him as a parent having to go through that. Here's the problem. Mm-hmm. Joe Biden has crusaded, as have the radical left who now controls Joe Biden and his administration, on gun control. Mm -hmm. And the gun laws are too lax, and we need more gun laws, and we need to make sure that people who don't obey gun laws, and we need more of them, should all be met with the swiftest punishment. Well, his son's drug addiction had nothing to do about not telling the truth on a form. His drug addiction did not make him fib, allegedly, on a form in order to get a gun. So you don't get any sympathy from me for saying, well, he was was addicted to drugs. Okay. And hopefully he got help for it. It appears he needed a lot of it. Mm -hmm. But Joe Biden's pain over his son having a drug addiction... Given where Joe Biden and the Democrat Party is on their fetish and obsession with limiting the ability to obtain a firearm in this country, there is no excuse for this. He allegedly lied on this form. And if indeed he did, then he should be met with the swiftest possible penalty, given Joe Biden's previous statements about how dangerous gun owners and the need to... Clamp down on gun owners and people who shouldn't be getting guns, getting guns is in this country.
0: And it's his son. So he sounds like he's really close to tears in this voicemail. I mean, you can hear the anguish in his voice. This message was left on October 15th, which was three days after Hunter bought the gun, lied about it, about being a drug addict, and Biden is begging him to get help, yet you know he's he's totally denying any wrongdoing from his son and in hunter's uh, beautiful things memoir he there's pictures that have been released of him and it's it's really it's a shocking disturbing photo a picture obtained from hunter's laptop you know the laptop from hell where all of these things are just coming out here's another one uh he's he's at the dentist office and it looks like he has meth mouth which is where you know your teeth are just little nubs down to little chiclets
1: well there, there and there is no case we don't have to make a case of whether or not hunter biden had a drug problem he clearly did and the the, the the issue with this is not that Hunter Biden had a drug problem or that Joe Biden is a parent of someone with a drug issue. That's millions of people and you feel bad for all those involved. The problem is that Hunter Biden used and manipulated his con- of his father's power and and prestige to get jobs, mm-hmm. to make money. Mm-hmm. And we don't know what was entailed mm-hmm. because let's face it, Corporations are not out there actively seeking to hire and promote and put on boards people who, very obvious, as it was obvious Hunter Biden did, had a serious drug problem. Unless you bring something far greater than the headache that drug problem will cause uh, will cause to the table. And Joe Biden is the guy who recently, who clearly knew about all these things with Hunter Biden, What didn't he declare him the smartest guy I know? Mm-hmm. So this is all fair game. It's not like you came out and said, you know what? My kid has, has problems yep, and got, I love him. I'm a dad and I'll, def, you know, I'll always defend my boy. But yeah, you know, he's clearly, clearly got serious issues and, you know, we spent a lot of time. Whatever. You're defending the guy. You're saying he's the smartest guy I know. You're clearly in cahoots with this dude. You are the big guy. You are the 10%. Everybody knows it. So they're while that phone call there's part of you that wants to say that's a painful phone call you can't give any leeway to joe biden or hunter biden because they're totally in cahoots together and they're both they're both total dirt balls and knew what they were doing
0: there's a new poll out from issue and insights and in the poll it says more than two-thirds of voters are worried about joe biden's mental health and this is a figure that keeps growing and it grew exponentially after the president's latest gaffe when he forgot about Jackie Walorski having passed away and that made even some democrats hardcore democrats say okay what's what's going on here 64% of adults say they're either somewhat or very concerned about his
1: mental well-being. Well, would, and would But wouldn't you, like, let's just remove Joe Biden from being president of the United States. Obviously, every American should be concerned because he has nuclear codes, he meets with foreign leaders, he has national security secrets, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Let's just pretend Joe Biden was your grandparent or your elderly neighbor. And you observed what we've observed from Joe Biden on a consistent basis. Wouldn't you also be concerned that person, even if they were just a run-of-the-mill neighbor or grandparent or whatever, wouldn't you be concerned for them, much less a guy who we're counting on to be strong in the face of the Russian-Ukraine conflict, mm-hmm. you know, dealing with terrorists across the world, trying to negotiate peace in the Middle East, deal with North Korea, would you, I mean, you wouldn't want that person on their own for long living by themselves, much less running the country.
0: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It's it. Yeah. Well, and now his opponents are capitalizing on it as well. I mean, Donald Trump has been for a while and it's it's causing a real shift among some people. You know, uh, a lot of people, they don't want him coming around campaigning for him. They're just trying to distance themselves. And, uh. Yeah, it's a, it's a mental health state and a frequent gaffes, and, and everybody is starting to notice, not just those extreme MAGA fascists. Uh, ten twenty, yes.
1: Oh, well, I was just going to say, when we come back, you know what time it is.
0: Yeah, I know. It's always my favorite part of the day. It's voicemail time when we hear from the best listeners. It's ten twenty seven with Kendall and Casey on 93WIBC, and we're going to hear from you next
1: you used to call me on my cell phone oh he's
0: changing it
1: up
2: why would you do that i just wanted something new i wanted to keep it a little fresh
0: call me on my cell phone
2: why would you do
1: that <laughs> just uh just, i don't know trying to mix it up Our a little bit voicemail theme song is answering machine. That's yeah, Drake today. By Rupert Holmes. <laughs>
0: I was getting a little tired of Rupert Holmes. I love it when we're forcing Rob into this. Uh, Twenty two.
1: You see what I did there, though. What? Uh, you know who this is by, right? This is Drake, right? Right. Yeah. Oh, I see. And no. he was our first call. Oh, no, that's. I totally get it, Kevin. I totally recant. Everything terrible. I just thought in my yeah, head about you. Can I you. get a raise? Uh, I don't control that. And good luck getting raises around here. It's uh, it's quite the chores Casey oh, and I will both uh, vouch for. Uh, yeah. So I now I now see what you did, Kevin. I totally take all of it back. It all makes <laughs> sense now. I understand. Our first call is from Drake, mm-hmm. and I think Drake Casey speaks for a lot of people who are very disappointed that our old friend, the cowardly lion Diego Morales, was a no-show last night at the Secretary of State debate.
2: Hey, Rob, it's your boy, Drake, giving a call. So I heard that Diego Morales, the cowardly lion, did not make it to his little debate. What's he hiding? Is he going to be, like, pulling a Joe Biden? Is he going to be hiding in that basement of his? (laughs) I mean, look, Diego Morales, if you are hearing the sound of my voice, WIBC is the strongest airwaves you could ever get your voice to be heard. So if you literally don't step up and use this platform, you are chicken and you do not deserve this seat. I said what I said. Take care, guys. Cheers.
1: Okay. Well, but I think a lot of people feel that way in mm-hmm. which, you know, the, 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 we had a nice little back and forth with Micah about this, but there's no excuse for not, in if you're running for statewide office, mm-hmm. there's no excuse for not debating your opponents. We are a society of free, the free flow of ideas mm-hmm. and the fact that you are so afraid of what you bring to the table that you refuse to show up is just it's gross even todd young agreed to debate
0: uh so jeff Maurer last night in the debate said that you know he thinks that every county needs to be audited yes. right and destiny wells disagreed, saying no it needs to start from you know we don't need to hire more people we just need right. the clerks to do the job that you know they have uh where does diego stand
1: well and this is so this is another problem with diego it's not like well everybody knows my views No, we don't, because the core of your campaign was around limiting early voting Mm -hmm. when you ran at convention, and as soon as you got the nomination, you flipped right out of that. You have no idea. If you're voting for Diego Morales, you have no idea, if you're being honest with yourself, what his view on anything is it relates to that office. How would he handle business licensures if businesses try to stay open if there's an illegal shutdown again? You have no idea. Just take away what a sketchy dude he is, period. You have no idea what his views are on anything as it relates to the Secretary of State's office. Great phone call. All right, so the other day Mm -hmm. we got into a conversation, and look, this is hard for me to do because I— Bear the burden of being arguably the most successful local elected <laughs> official in Indiana state history. Uh, three for three in elections, I've either you know helped oversee or mm-hmm. uh, ran myself as the candidate. Mm-hmm. Overwhelming wins in all of them, no matter how much I was outspent. So I offered some advice mm-hmm. because you had some local yokels who showed up at your door the other day.
0: Yeah, uh, Jeb Barden for yes. a Wayne Township trustee. Uh-huh. And then also uh, Justin Moet, who is uh, the state rep.
1: Yes, and so I said the actual knocking of the door mm-hmm. is the biggest waste of time ever. Those mailers are terrible, by the way, too. They're way too, the print's way too small in that. No one's going to vote based on those mailers. Uh, and I pointed out that the knocking on the door, if you are a local elected candidate, and you're running a shoestring campaign. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about if you're Duke of Spendingburg, Todd Young, and you have, you know, 100 paid. He's in Avon right coward. That's right. right uh, the, coward, we should, the cowardly Duke of Spendingburg, Todd <laughs> Young, who decided to schedule a meeting in Avon at 10 a.m. deliberately because he knew that way I couldn't be there. Uh, gutless wonder. Uh, if you have paid people to go to doors, this is a different story, but if you're a local candidate, mm-hmm. you it's you and maybe one other person Knocking on the door is a gigantic waste of time because it takes forever to get through. There's a whole bunch of doors you don't hit. And and people apparently didn't understand what I was trying to say because we got a whole bunch of calls. I've never once knocked on a door and someone was like, oh, great, a political candidate. I'm so happy to see you. Come
2: on in. Come on in. Everyone looks
1: thoroughly annoyed. Kevin, you're the voice of reason. Casey, you weigh in on this too. If someone knocked on your door wearing a campaign T-shirt... Would you be like, oh, my gosh, this is the greatest thing I've been waiting all day. Kevin, same thing. Question. Would you be so excited to see that person? No, I would probably peek through the blinds. Exactly. I I wouldn't answer. answer answer. Yeah, I'd pretend like I wasn't at home. But apparently we've got many people who are just have so little going on in their life, they're elated when someone shows up to their door to try to pitch them on voting for them. Here's one of the callers.
2: Yo, Rob, any politician that comes to my door and leaves a door hanger without bothering to knock and waiting for me to answer the door has just told me that he does not have enough time to even talk to me. If that's the way he's going to act when he's out begging for my vote, then I wonder how he's going to act when he actually gets into office. If he doesn't have time to talk to me when he's begging for a vote, he's not going to have time to talk to me once he gets into office. So I don't vote for those people that leave door hangers on my door, especially when I'm at home.
1: How would I know if you're at home? And wh- You what knock if- on the
0: door. Well, uh, I, I, okay, I understand your point, Rob. You're saying you've got a lot of ground to cover. You can get more uh, hangers on more doorknobs and get your name exposed to more
1: people, right? Well, and the other part of this is I respect people's privacy. And like you guys have just said, you're thoroughly annoyed if you got dogs, you know, barking. I, look, I've been hit by everything over the years that it is you know a lot of people will vote against you if you knock on the door because it's like you're annoying me just leave the information and I'll and I'll go mm-hmm. but this guy Apparently, a supper waiting for you.
0: Well, I don't think it takes that long to go. Okay, thanks, cool, good luck, and shut the door. Uh, there are those who would like the opportunity to speak with their rep, and then there's people like Kevin who would rather, you know, hide in the darkness, get so, in a fetal position, and act like the world doesn't so exist. So you're
1: damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't. Pretty
0: much. And I mentioned when Justin came and knocked on the door, he had a clip with, he had a, you know, a, right. a paper with him and a pen, and he was ready to take notes. He asked, Is there anything that's concerning you that you want to talk about? I mean, he was ready to have a conversation. Now, I didn't want to have the conversation, but at least I was afforded that opportunity with him.
1: Uh, we got another guy who is very passionate about it, who wants to be annoyed as well.
2: I always keep it civil, and I've never heard my messages played on the air, but that's okay. I listen to you guys every day. Just listen to Rob talk about politicians knocking on doors. Well, I 100% disagree with you. I moved to Greenfield some years ago, lived there for 20 years. A politician knocked on my door. I didn't know if Greenfield was Republican or Democrat. A female politician knocked on my door. She was running for mayor. She got my vote, number one thing, because she knocked on my door. Number two thing, because I knew her name, because she knocked on my door. didn't have any idea who any of the candidates were. I was brand new to the area. So politicians knocking on doors worked for her and it worked for me thanks keep up the good work hmm.
1: bye okay so interesting okay. he just wants to be heard well and that's and that's fine and i've long said and i've obviously been very successful at a how i do this mm-hmm. um i once got out spent a hundred thousand to three thousand and still won 53 percent of the vote that if you see somebody in a yard or you see somebody in the garage fine mm-hmm. but the if you are an individual candidate, if you can hit 100 homes in a day just knocking, like just walk down your street and see how long it takes you. If you actually have to walk up a driveway, walk back, see how long that takes you. If you can hit 100 homes a day, mm-hmm. that's pretty darn good when you factor in how much walking's involved in that, especially if you have a job. Now, when I ran the first time in one, I was self employed. So it's no big deal for me to say, hey, three o'clock. I'm rolling and I'm gonna roll till seven. It didn't matter. I wasn't married. I, I didn't have a dog at the time. Mm-hmm. I, there was nothing stopping me because I was self-employed, owned my own business, from rolling every day from three to seven and having a lot of fun. But especially if you've got like real responsibilities and you got a job that doesn't permit that, you might be able to squeeze two hours a night if you're lucky, mm-hmm. hitting a hundred homes. Well, that's only 5,000 homes if you did 100 homes every day for 50 days and you should not campaign on Sundays because that's stupid. That's that's if you could hit 100 homes a day as a local elected official that's just putting the door knockers on if you're knocking on doors, there's no way you're going to hit 30 homes if you're trying to talk to people. Okay, no way.
0: But what's more important, going out and, and getting you know this flyer, right, uh-huh. and and putting it on the door or in the mailbox or whatever, uh-huh. and I'm sure there's a large percentage of them that just go straight into the trash. Correct. They'll get the cursory look and then into the trash, right. right? So you're getting zero votes from that. But if you knock on the door and have the conversation like that guy said,
1: but you're not, and this is the mistake people make. That's why I said his flyer is bad because it's the Prentice too small. That's why the flyer, because most people who down ballot vote have no idea who anyone is anyway, and they're gonna vote based on name ID. It's the the theory they call it the theory of seven touches. If you can touch someone either through a sign, a radio ad, a flyer, mm-hmm. a mailer mm-hmm. seven times, you have a far greater chance. Well, you're not gonna touch seven times people seven times in a low course If you touch them once, you win. The problem is he's gonna spend twenty, you know, I don't know how long he was at the door with you, probably not. But let's say you spend ten minutes with someone, mm-hmm. which a lot of people want to talk about stuff. If you get a talker, they want to talk. You can't leave well, until they're done talking. He
0: wanted to talk to me more than I wanted well, to talk to him.
1: Right. My point is, and I'm telling you this as someone. Who, No matter what the odds are, I have always overcome them, and and it, this is the way it works. It's name ID. The person is going to your right. They're going to take that from their door and throw it in the trash. That's why you make the print big. That's why you bullet point three or four things mm-hmm. so they associate it with you. Yes, you may win a vote, but is it really worth only hitting 30 homes in a night and maybe because if you knock on the door a lot of times people don't answer you still got to stand there at the door it's still time that is wasted let's say you get 10 live bodies because a lot of people are like kevin and won't answer the door let's say you get 10 live bodies what was a better use of your time 10 live bodies where you may win let's say you hit 70 percent of them that's seven votes you won or hitting 100 homes with a bunch of people who have no idea what's going on and even if you win 30% of those, you won 30 votes. Mm -hmm. What's the better use of your time? I think
0: you need to go by what, trick-or-treat rules? (laughs) You know, the houses that are the closest (laughs) together or the condos where you can cover more ground in a short amount of time? Mm -hmm. 317-684-8444.
1: Do you like to be bugged? Do you want a candidate knocking on your door and bugging you? About politics.
0: I think it shows effort, and I think it shows that their willingness to have a conversation, even if you disagree. And I think it's also pretty easy to say, uh, thanks. Got it. Good luck, and yeah. send them on their way, just like any other canvasser who knocks on your door.
1: I think Casey and I should run. I know we got to get to a break. I think Casey and I, next election cycle, should run for some o- the same office, and we'll try <laughs> and we'll, tr- we'll try the markedly different approach and see what happens.
0: Okay. Is that it for voicemails of the section? For,
1: for now. Well, we got some. We'll get to some later in, in the next hour.
0: Okay. And we've got Hammer joining us next on ninety three WIBC. Good morning there we go good morning it is ten fifty one with kennel and casey on 93 wibc
2: hammers in the studio good morning good morning i'm hearing that a night with wibc is almost completely sold out mm-hmm. there, four, there, four tickets left
1: there were four tickets left as of the most recent post we got so it may be all sold out by now you i mean that's what we're not making it up. Four tickets left. So mm-hmm. I guess you can log in and see. And
2: Dude, I'm so excited. Right before the midterms, that crowd's going to be rocking. We're going to bring some energy. Let's go. It's going to be right before Halloween, too.
0: So let's load up on some candy. What?
2: Uh, what? Yeah. Like nose candy or like real What's candy? Candy candy. What does that even mean? It's right before Halloween. It's like a bunch of adults, Casey. They, they like chocolate. <laughs> I'm going to be hammered drunk, so you do you. (laughs) Okay. Um, So (laughs) It's an odd transition. Uh, That's something Kyle would do. You've just brought the show to a screeching halt right there. What I'm saying is right before Halloween, you've worn a Halloween costume in the past, right? Uh, No, I've worn a patriotic costume. And if you think that's something that's just Halloween, well, I'm sorry. I happen to love the country (laughs) that I live in. These colors don't run that I wear, Casey. No,
0: I thought I I was told that you wore a, a different Halloween costume. No. Nope,
2: nope. I have no idea really what you're talking about. <laughs> All right. <whatever. laughs> well, this is a great segment. I bet uh, the ratings for this one are just through the roof. Again, um, it. it's just like having Kyle in here. Like- Here's a little behind the scenes. So yesterday, Guy Relford's filling yeah. in for Nigel because Nigel's a fat alcoholic and he can't take care of himself <laughs> and he's never healthy and he's never here. So Guy Relford's filling in for Big Nige. And uh, I think I sent a text to you, Rob. Like, during commercial breaks, Kyle, our producer, who's a grown-ass man in his 30s, walks over to Guy and he's yeah. showing him wrestling videos. And the look on Guy's face of having to fake the enthusiasm, yeah. I almost felt bad for him.
1: You know, we've talked about that before, <laughs> But people have no idea idea of reading the room,
2: right. right? It's like, it's great. I mean, it's kind of
1: weird, but whatever, that Kyle's a 36-year-old man who his whole life evolves around wrestling. He's
2: passionate about it. Great. Yeah, he, there's lots. he might have a career in it one day. We'll see. Uh, he is one of the
1: finest VFW wrestlers <laughs> that the world has ever known. It's great. But you have to know, the average person does not care at all about that, and it's not... There's nothing about Guy Relford that you would say... I bet Guy would be really into me wrestling at a strip mall somewhere next weekend.
2: And things—I'm a wrestling fan, like m- myself and my youngest. You know, we watch like the the pay-per-view things that are on Peacock yeah. or whatever. We laugh, we have a good time with it. But if I'm in a room, I wouldn't find somebody who's a guest. Like I wouldn't come into your show if I was filling in for Casey or you, Rob. And you've got Micah Beck with it here. I'm not gonna go over to him. Hey, did you see what Ric Flair did over the weekend? And show him a video for five minutes he's he's just trying to share you know one of his passions with you i think you need
0: to go back to the inclusive belonging training (laughs) you were paying attention that's right collaborative hey where
2: are you at when people knock on your door as a political candidate You like it? I think it's hilarious, but then again, I'm kind of a jerk. So, like, if you're knocking on my door, chances are I'm going to answer (laughs) the door in a towel. (laughs) Even if I'm not in the shower or not, I will go purposely get undressed, put on a towel, and open up the door. May I help you?
1: It's annoying when somebody you don't know knocks on your door, right? Because there's nothing you're ever going to want that's going to come out of someone you don't know knocking on your door.
2: Right. Chances are, if somebody knocks on my door, the first thing I think of is... They're up to no good. What do they want, and how do I get rid of this person?
1: There's nothing they're going to offer you. Nobody ever had a, a briefcase full of gold and said, "Hello, <laughs> would you like this briefcase full of it's gold?" Not a
2: publishers Clearinghouse. <laughs> no, <moment>. they're, <laughs> they're trying to
1: sell you something, and that's what politics is, and that's why I think
2: you're just more have to lose votes as you are to make them. And every once in a while, you knock on the wrong door, yeah. like what happened at the parade when Boss Hogg set went up to my dad's house. Yeah coming up this afternoon for you oh man we are loaded this afternoon so co-hosting along with myself mindy wheatler yeah. and chris hammer oh let's wow. have a party today kids <laughs> all right thanks hammer it's kendall and casey on 93
0: wibc